With the volatility in the markets, it can be scary to know the right solutions for managing and protecting your family's wealth. That's why Michael and his team at Wall Financial Group work exclusively with higher net worth clients to engineer portfolios that minimize risk and maximize potential. For more information, visit leanonthewall.com and see if you qualify for a Living Well Retirement Review. Call toll-free 866-943-2351-866-943-2351. It's time for the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker, author of two best-selling books, and the president of three financial companies. He's also a frequent guest on national media outlets such as CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. This is the Wealth and Health Show. Welcome in, everyone, to the Wealth and Health Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall, and we're really the only show in the country that's really designed to talk to different key-level executives, C-level executives, high-level producers, people that have mastered their craft, so to speak, in the field. And uh, we're here today. We're joined in studio with Dr. Bill Eikhoff. He's got quite a story, been around the industry, the dental world for over 42 years. He's a, really a founding member of the John Maxwell team. And we're talking to him today about a variety of different things, not only in the health, but also the wealth side of life. We're excited to have him join us. And, and Bill, Dr. Bill, I guess I'll call you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Michael. Absolutely. And, and uh, Dr. Bill is... Um, as he's known as Dr. Bill, is really a general dentist with a specialty in cosmetic dentistry. Is that right? That's correct. Is that as far as I'm saying that correctly there? Well, there's no such thing as a specialty of cosmetic dentistry. I have a special interest in it. Special interest. Yeah, yes. thank you for clarification. <laughs> Since I'm not a dentist, I don't know that, so that's good. Uh, but he's also a founding member of the John Maxwell team. And obviously, a lot of you have probably heard about John Maxwell. He's been around. He was ranked the number one, I think, most influential business leader in the world by Forbes. Was that last year? No. They ranked him the num number one leadership expert in the world. Leadership expert. Okay, so kind of close, but a little bit different, but very important, good stuff. And so Dr. Bill has been in the game now for over 42 years, and we wanted to share a little bit about his story. So tell us, how did you get into the field? What kind of led you into doing what you do now and, and all that? Uh, it's pretty, I, I'm surprised sometimes how I ended up being a dentist. Um, I have good eye-hand coordination, and uh, I originally wanted to be an architect, but there's too much demand on mathematics that yeah. <laughs> kicked me out of there real quick. So um, I went to a, a college prep high school, and uh, the vo vocational counselor suggested dentistry. Didn't know much about dentistry other than my experience with a dentist, and um, you know, just by gosh, by golly, I ended up going to University of Michigan Dental School, graduated with a degree in uh, dentistry, and moved directly to Florida. Hmm. My in-laws had taken an early retirement in Lake Worth. The weather in uh, Michigan uh, is pretty bad. I used to have a full beard, and it would just be caked with uh, icicles like you see the Arctic <laughs> Explorers. And uh, I, I just had to get out of that weather. So uh, fortunately, we moved to North Palm Beach specifically in Palm Beach County, and I've been here ever since. That was in 1973. Wow. I raised a family here. My grandchildren are being raised here. It's just a special area of the country. Yeah. Yes. So you, did you set up practice right away when you came down or what? No. Uh, typically, when I was doing it, you'd go in with a practicing dentist, an established dentist. Yeah, I went in as an associate. Uh, after a couple of years, I transitioned into a partnership with them. And after 10 years, I could see that if I wanted to go where I wanted to go, I'd have to be doing it on my own. And that's no disrespect to my partner. Uh, we were just in different uh, times in our life. He was a little more older than me. 
he was landing the plane and I was taking off. <laughs> you were kind of ready to go and he wasn't quite ready to go there. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so you kind of sprouted your own wings or sprung them, so to speak, went out, did your own thing. Yep. And what are what were some of the challenges that you faced in doing that? Well, dentistry um, is heavily dependent on insurance. Mm. And the biggest challenge I had is I didn't want to be affiliated with insurance companies. Uh, I felt that this might be heresy for some people, but uh, the insurance companies are not my friend in dentistry. Mm. Uh, they will portray themselves as that. They're, if you stop and think where their profits come from, they charge a premium and what's left over after they pay out the benefits is their profit. So they're never in a hurry to pay. And then what they're recommending for the patient is strictly based on finances and it's not in the best interest of the patient. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to play that game anymore, but I had to figure out a way how to maintain my practice and not chase all my patients away while I was changing the direction of my practice. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. And by the way, folks, a little bit later on in the show, we're going to talk to Dr. Bill about the idea of how to attract ideal clients. He has some pretty prestigious high-level people that he actually uh, works on and helps out uh, with their smile and life and everything else that kind of connects with that. So we're going to talk about how to build your ideal practice, how to grow that ideal practice. He's obviously in a place now where he's been uh, successful, and he's, he's, like I said, he's a, a founding member of the John Maxwell team as well. When did that kind of all start for you? You know, kind of you're doing dentistry and, you know, you're doing your thing that way, helping people. You're kind of sprouting out on your own and decided in addition to connect with the John Maxwell team. What did that look like for you? Well, early on in the game, I realized that if you're going to do any type of um, business, you need to be really able to relate to people. Mm. Learning more dentistry was not going to fill my, the seats in my office. What I had to learn very quickly is how am I going to relate to these people? Because if you stop and think what I do for a living, I got to talk to somebody about doing something that's going to hurt, that's going to cost money, and they don't want to do it. Right. So, so like, what's the problem? Yeah, not too many people want to go out there and get their teeth ripped out or get right. them worked on. Yeah. So um, I had to learn how to relate to people. And I was yeah. always pretty good with people skills, but the I always kept up on the clinical aspects of dentistry and the newest stuff coming out. But my major emphasis was on the practice management hmm. of my practice. Uh, that management involved both my employees and the clients coming in. And so I had to very early on learn how to relate to these people and get them to do business with me. Mm. Uh, an old adage is that people only do business with people they know, like, and trust. Yeah. And so I don't know of anybody. I've never had anybody tell me that they like going to the dentist. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so I, I've got a problem right off the bat. Yep. So I gravitated towards the Zig Ziglar's, the um, uh, Anthony Robbins, mm -hmm. the uh, Dale Carnegie. Mm -hmm. And uh, these are the old classics of um, motivation because I had not only have to motivate myself because I'm an entrepreneur, but I had to motivate a team. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we have to get them all. I so I had to get the right people. I got to get them the right seat. I got to get them on the bus and then I got to get them on the right seat on the bus and then I got to be driving in the right direction. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's really uh, those of you that are out there that are entrepreneurs, you know, you get that. I mean, it's something where you, you're holding the reins, so to speak, for your organization and they live or, or die, so to speak, by your breath, what you're leading, your vision, your desire. So I guess that kind of led you a into a little bit the idea of saying, hey, it makes sense to join the John Maxwell team as a founding. How, when did you actually join there? How long ago was that? Uh, it's four years ago. Is that right? I okay. might have been the second person to join. They're up to 5,000 team members now in, wow. all, in 120 countries. Is that amazing? Wow. Yeah. 
Okay. And of course, John's been around a long time sharing his story of leadership and all that. So that made a lot of sense. What would you say, Bill, would be um, as you lead your team, you know, you hire people, hire folks. And as you were leading your team, what would have been one or two things? If somebody's a business owner out there and they're kind of saying, you know, I have a team, I have people, you know, obviously anytime training and, and training staff, teaching them, getting to where you want to go, having the right attitude can be a challenge. What are some of the things that you found that were beneficial to kind of implement in your practice to kind of get them seeing things correctly, I guess? Well, one of the things I gravitated towards was something called Strength Finders. Hmm. Uh, Strength Finders was developed by Donald Clifton. He's uh, thought of as the grandfather of positive psychology. Now, if, if I told you that I was OCD and <laughs> bipolar, everybody would shake their heads and say, yeah, I got that. But if I told you I was a maximizer and a ranger, your, your eyes would kind of fog over a little bit. Hmm. Uh, essentially, what the principle of positive psychology is, is that you want to play to your strengths. Mm -hmm. So then the question is, well, what are your strengths? Now, uh, Strength Finders partnered with the Gallup Corporation, and they came up with an online test that will give you your top five strengths. One of my strengths is a maximizer. Now, I'm a little slow on the uptake. It only took me six months to dope out that that means I like to take something from good to great. Mm -hmm. Now, there's something called an activator, and that's somebody that likes to start something from scratch. Okay. So what I had is I felt I had a good practice to begin with. I wanted to take it to great. Yeah. And so... You'll see um, instances of people playing from their strengths because you'll ask them, how'd you do that? Mm -hmm. And they'll say, do what? Yeah. And the reality is, is that they're what we call an unconscious competent. You'll see it most, you see it, it's most noticeable in sports. Like a, um, you'll witness a, um, a gymnastic event with an Olympic athlete and the uh, reporter will be interviewing them afterwards and says, how'd you do that? You know, I don't know. Like yeah. the, like <laughs> I'm the, not sure. You just, just do it. Yeah. But it becomes because they're playing from their strengths. Mm hmm and the repetition of what they're doing so that they're acting intuitively. Mm -hmm. So translating that into my practice here, what I wanted, I already had people on my team, but the challenge is I got to get them on the right seat on the bus. Mm -hmm. And sometimes this goes into a, an issue of can't or won't. Mm. So you ask somebody to do something and um, it's not getting done. Mm -hmm. And we interpret it, we being the uh, owners of the businesses or managers or whatever, we interpret that won't as an attitude problem. Mm. I asked this person to do it and they're not doing it. Mm -hmm. What is their problem? Mm -hmm. Well, in reality, most times it's you're asking them to do something they can't do because it's not their area of strength. Mm -hmm. Now, it makes all the sense in the sporting world. Uh, you wouldn't expect a 300-pound lineman to be fast in a 40-yard dash, right. 40 meters. And uh, you wouldn't expect, you wouldn't criticize a 180-pound wide receiver because he can't bench press 300 pounds 70 times. Mm-hmm. So it makes all the sense in the physical world, but when we get into working with people, that psychological behavioral aspect of it, we just don't get it. And what I found with Strength Finders, it helped me to identify the strengths on each member on my team. Mm -hmm. So now I'm starting to be very strategic about where I place them on my team and what I'm asking them to do. Yeah. Now, typically corporate America, they're gonna have your corporate quarterly review and they'll tell you what you're doing well, and then they'll zone in on what you're really doing poorly. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, you know, Mike, you're really, um, you got some challenges here with your people skills. So we're going to send you to people skill school. Mm -hmm. We're going to pay for that. And you're thinking, well, that's kind of nice that they're going to pay for that. Well, the reality is it's just like trying to teach a pig to sing if they don't have a talent for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to happen. So what the best you're going to get is karaoke. In mm -hmm. other words, the person will be, <laughs> pers you'll be given a script. If the person says this, then you say that. Mm -hmm. 
and everybody can tell when somebody's not acting naturally. So mm-hmm. I got off on a real tangent there, but um, you've got ADD, I got ADD. So it's, we're it's, 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 it works here. well. It's all good. <laughs> and by the way, folks, at any time, if you have questions, you want to connect with Dr. Bill or learn more about him, they can go to drbilldentistry.com. Again, that's Dr. Dr. drbilldentistry.com. And you can learn a little bit about Dr. Bill, what he does. Um, also, if you missed the first part of the show, or you're just tuning in, you want to learn a little bit more, or you want to listen to any of the previous shows, feel free to visit leanonthewall.com. Again, that's leanonthewall.com. And then just go ahead and click on the Wealth and Health Show tab, and that'll give you some of that information there. Now, I know uh, we're coming up close to the end of this segment, but the idea of motivating your people and, and those strength finders that he was talking about, the Gallup polls are really important. I know I've taken some of those uh, before, and it really gives you two things, I think. Dr. Bill, we can talk about this a little bit more next segment, but the idea, I think it helps you to see two things. Number one, who you are, what your leading style is, and what it should look like. And then number two, for your staff, it helps you to really better understand their situation, what they're doing, what they're about, why they react certain ways. And then it helps you as a business to kind of say, okay, is this the type of person we need to kind of keep on the team, or is this someone that might be better suited for another team and we need to find someone to replace it? Not, that way you're not in a situation where you're keeping somebody there that's kind of dragging you down or taking where you don't want to go. Next segment, we're going to talk a little bit about the idea of why a great smile is worth really more than good looks. You know, there's a lot of things that can happen with a great smile, and he's seen it over the years with the clients that he's worked with. So we're going to talk about benefits of that Uh, and how that leads into you being a more positive and having a more positive life in general. So you're not going to want to miss it. Hanging around. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. With the volatility in the markets, it can be scary to know the right solutions for managing and protecting your family's wealth. That's why Michael and his team at Wall Financial Group work exclusively with higher net worth clients to engineer portfolios that minimize risk and maximize potential. For more information, visit leanonthewall.com. And to see if you qualify for a Living Well Retirement Review, call toll-free 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome back in, folks, to The Wealth and Health Show. Again, I'm your host, Michael Wall, and we're joined today with Dr. Bill Eikoff. Dr. Bill is a general dentist with a special interest in cosmetic dentistry. He's also a founding member of the John Maxwell team. And uh, we're talking about a lot of great things. We just talked last segment about the idea of understanding your people's strengths, your strengths. Uh, Donald Clifton obviously talked about some things there, wrote some books in the Gallup polls as well. Is that correct? So we, we want to be utilizing that. But this segment, we want to talk a little bit about the benefits of why keeping a great smile is really worth more than good looks. And I know you have the opportunity. I'm not sure if you can mention it on air. Maybe you can. I don't know. But you have the opportunity to kind of work with some kind of high-level key people, Dr. Bill, that has uh, really have a situation where they are out in front in, in leadership roles in a lot of different places. And obviously, the importance of having a good smile is valuable to them. What have you seen the benefits of that, not just in looking pretty in the mirror, <laughs> you know, but really to be in a situation where it kind of overflows into your confidence and everything else? Have you noticed that over the years? Oh, absolutely. Um, I can't say I was uh, passionate about dentistry until cosmetic dentistry came along. Hmm. When we saw the actual transformation in people, 
that it's almost like some of them had a, a personality transplant or something. Hmm. And what you don't understand is when people are self-conscious about their smile, they're going to carry themselves in a certain way. Yep. When they laugh, they might put their hand over their mouth. Yep. Or when they smile, they may smirk. Mm-hmm. Or they may just not smile. Mm-hmm. Now, what we're dealing with is perception, and perception is reality. My smile has become my secret weapon. I'm a satisfied client. Yeah, that's, 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 good. that's good. And uh, I don't just flash it at anybody. I'm very uh, share this, uh, not with everybody. And you know, we, there's some cliches we use in the in the practice about if you see somebody somebody without a smile, give them one of yours. That we'll break into song with Annie about you're never fully dressed without a smile. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's become my secret weapon. Hmm. So when I say a transplant of the personality, all of a sudden, um, when we put in veneers or uh, crowns and uh, we hand them the mirror, I've had people cry. Hmm. And then we actually have to coach them on how to smile hmm. because this is a gradual thing. If you woke up one morning and you looked in the mirror and your teeth were horrible, you'd probably do something about it. But because it's a gradual thing that happens over months and years, you just kind of learn to live with it. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we have to teach people how to do a big smile that, mm-hmm. that because they're self-conscious about it. And then we joke about don't get in a car accident on the way home while you're looking in the rear of your mirror at your new teeth. <laughs> so what we're doing here is we found that um, there's, a, a, there's a pep in their step. They carry themselves differently. Mm-hmm. And back to that perception is reality issue is that there's a book called uh, The First Four Minutes. And uh, people judge you very quickly on the way you look. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever uh, talked to somebody that maybe had some spinach or something stuck in between their front teeth. Mm -hmm. And what (laughs) goes from a normal conversation where you're making eye-to-eye contact and you're connecting with them, all of a sudden the brain is sensing, is that going on in that guy's smile? Should I tell him about that? It's overriding your thoughts. And you're not even listening to the guy Mm -hmm. and you've lost him. So um, what what we found is when we... we, redo somebody's smile or we do a smile makeover as it's called in the business the eyes become dominant again Mm. and we've really seen it with women when we do a smile makeover on them you give them the mirror and after you start taking photographs of them and stuff their eyes just pop Mm. and it's just because intuitively the brain we're visual people you go right to the eyes first and then you got a triangle there that starts with the eyes and goes down to the smile if the smile looks okay it's back to the eyes Mm -hmm. but if there's something amiss there the intuition has taken over. A person's not smiling. You know, intuitively, the brain's going, what's this guy's Some, problem? Is something's he, going on here. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. He, hiding something Yeah, I whatever. Mean, yeah. So the ability to smile gives you an, an uh, you're being transparent with mm-hmm. the person. You're being very open with them. And it's, it's inviting to bring them into your world. So uh, a smile can disarm a, a tense situation. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's, it's my secret weapon now. Anything really said with a smile, you know, I mean, it's, it's something, you know, as you speak to people, you know, they're, they're just more, it's more engaging in general. Absolutely. And, and, you know, folks, it's something where when you look at this, when you, I know, you know, Dr. Bill, uh, we've had the, really the opportunity of he's worked with uh, my wife. We, we connected through him through some referrals of some different people uh, that we knew that were kind of high level. And so done some work on her. We're still in the process of finalizing her. And it's funny because, you know, all, all these years I've had the opportunity to be, you know, a guest on TV and do different things, whatever. It's something that I've always thought about even personally that I need to take care of and do some different things. I'm looking at you right now. I know, saying, saying I need to improve what you're doing. I got yeah. some ideas here. Yeah, I know you do. So <laughs> he's, he's, he's putting it down. He's marking it out. He's going he's gonna to make me get in there and take it, take care of it, which I actually do need to improve and do. And I think the big thing here with this, folks, is smile or not, it's the idea of evaluation, right? I mean, really mm-hmm. looking at yourself and saying, hey, listen, you know, we've all been given certain gifts and abilities. 
Uh, we all want to kind of play to the strength that you mentioned earlier, right? Mm -hmm. So we want to try and say, okay, how can we improve those strengths? How can we be more effective? And I think one of the things that matters, and this is one of the things that I've thought about again now as you've started working on Sammy, it's been more my top of mind for me because you kind of get out there and you're running, you're doing your thing, whatever, and you say, wait a minute, okay, there's a few things I need to step back and, and change, improve, fix, whatever. But it's the idea, if, if you can create that impression on someone and it's a lasting impression because you are comfortable and confident with yourself. Well, now you've left some residue, right? You've yeah. left some residue on them. That's a positive thing. You're going to leave residue whether you want to or not. It's either going to be positive or negative. So if we can leave a positive, that's a great thing. What do you see typically is, is the right type of client? Someone out there, you know, that's listening to this, Dr. Bill, and they're saying, you know, I have a dentist already, or maybe they don't, or maybe they haven't been as consistent in, in dentistry as they should. Uh, what are some things that they should look to evaluate to say, you know, maybe I need a second opinion on my mouth structure or whatever you, whatever you call it there. What, what do they look at to say, this is something that I need to look at? Who, who's a potential candidate for a, a smile makeover per se? Well, anybody's a candidate for it. Uh, my challenge is that I'm not going to sell you on this stuff. Hmm. Uh, you have to see value in it yourself. So my responsibility hmm. is to do an accurate diagnosis and including photographs and then have a dialogue with you instead of me lecturing you about you should do this because your smile looks like crap. And we're going <laughs> to help you with this. Mm. So uh, uh, we call it fit dentistry. Mm -hmm. I've got to fit. This, this stuff is expensive, the mm -hmm. cosmetic dentistry. Mm -hmm. Now, there are ways that I can do it inexpensively if timing is bad. Typically, people don't go to the dentist for one or two reasons, money or fear. Mm -hmm. I can help, help you with the fear. We do all kinds of sedation sedation dentistry, things, you know, laughing gas. I can't work on a moving target. I got to have that patient very quiet and calm. Mm. So you can be assured that we're going to take care of your comfort. But from there on, now the issue is money. Mm -hmm. Now that money issue for a lot of people is just timing. Mm -hmm. So I get a lot of baby boomers coming in and they're starting to look in the mirror and not liking the way they look, but they also have kids in college. They're paying for weddings and stuff like that. So it's just bad timing. Mm -hmm. Now, for me to take a very salesman-y type approach with you, like you really need this, don't you want to do this and everything? Mm -hmm. I haven't listened to that person. My job is to find out where somebody's coming from when they come into my practice. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm always going to tell you what the ideal treatment is. Unfortunately, the ideal treatment is usually the most expensive. Mm -hmm. Now, if in getting to know you, I find out you got three kids, you got kids in private schools, you got weddings coming up, you got a kid that moved back home from college or whatever, <laughs> you don't have the discretionary income for it. So my job is to keep you in the practice until you can do something. Mm -hmm. But it, sometimes in the meantime, I can improve somebody's smile with going, as we saw, we call it the full Cleveland mm. okay. <laughs> with veneers and everything. Okay. So when I'm looking for that particular client, well, it helps if your practice uh, or your business is in the area that there are, uh, you go fishing where the fish are. Mm -hmm. So I, I wouldn't want to be in an impoverished area doing what I'm mm -hmm. doing. It certainly helps that, um, you know, I've got people that can stroke a check for that $20,000 just in their current balance in the checkbook. Yeah, not a big so, deal, right? But um, just because they have it in the checkbook doesn't mean that they're going to write me the check. If they don't mm -hmm. see the value in it, they're not going to do it. Yep. So my job is to position myself in a demographic area, but then I've got to learn how to connect with that person based on all of my exposure to the Dale Carnegie's and the Zig Ziglar's and the Tony Robbins and the John Maxwell's mm -hmm. so that I become relatable to that person mm -hmm. so that they know me and like me and trust me and want to do business with me. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting folks, obviously, you know, people that want to do things as far as moving forward in their life gravitate towards people that have kind of a lot of times the same things in mind. And mm -hmm. I know 
I know when, when we found out that, you know, obviously you obviously you're doing teeth for John and some mm-hmm. of these other folks that are out there, that kind of mm-hmm. bigger names are yeah. all around on stage. It's not only are you a part of his, his founding member of the, the team, but you're also working on his, his mouth and he's satisfied and happy there. It's important to find someone in any practice or field that you're comfortable with. I know even in our world, you know, we kind of do it the same way. We realize we're not right for everyone. Not everybody's yeah. right for us. And that's okay. So it's just that evaluation. So folks, if you're out there and you have some questions for Dr. Bill, you're not sure exactly, you know, what your situation looks like and you're kind of saying, you know, maybe I do need a second opinion or I'm not happy with where I'm currently at from the dental perspective. I'm going to encourage you to visit drbilldentistry.com. Again, he's worked on my wife. We've been pretty satisfied in that process. But drbilldentistry.com, that's D-R, not doctor, the whole word spelled out, but drbilldentistry.com. And obviously, if you want to find out more information about us or listen to the previous segment, if you missed it, feel free to visit leanonthewall.com. And, you know, I, I love the fact we have just a few minutes left in this segment, but I love the fact we're going to transition into leadership here. And I love the quote here that really says, being positive in a negative situation is not naive, it's leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of times people, when they look at leadership, they say, really, what is the definition of a leader? You know, it's somebody that, regardless of the environment around, can cast vision share ideas, be someone who people will follow, right? I love what John said, John Maxwell, he said, if you're going somewhere and you're, you're encouraging people and nobody's following you, you're, you're not a leader, you're a hiker. <laughs> exactly. I love the quote of that. So you got into the John Maxwell coaching team. What was, just kind of quickly, we just have about a minute or so left, just a quick thought and then we'll talk about this next segment. What caused you to say, I want to jump into this? Well, the joke of my family is uh, Maxwell family is going to put a restraining order on me. I've been stalking John forever. Anything that he does, I've loved everything he did. So it, it was, it was a gut feeling. I, I just got to get involved with this. Hmm. Just made sense. Yeah. And back to your uh, positive attitude. Anybody can lead when things are going well. Mm-hmm. The challenge where the rubber meets the road is when things are going negative. That's right. Because uh, it's easy to go negative. Yeah, that's exactly right. You have ups and downs in life just the way it is. I know, you know, we've been in business about 15 years, and, uh, you know, the, I love the old story. You know, the elevator at the top is always broke from yeah. Zig, right? I mean, yeah. you got to take the, sca- the stairs, and, yeah. and that puts really a lot of work on the table, a lot of effort on the table, and sometimes doing the things that you don't want to do when you need to do them. So that way the day will come so you can do the things you want to do when you want to do them. And next segment, folks, We're going to dive in a little deeper to leadership. He's had the opportunity to coach a variety of different people, business owners, leaders, instrumental people in the community and other places, and be an influencer that way. So we want to talk about two things, really, and that is how to attract ideal clients as well as different leadership principles that are going to matter for you to improve whatever you're doing in life. Not going to want to miss it, so stick around. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. With the volatility in the markets, it can be scary to know the right solutions for managing and protecting your family's wealth. That's why Michael and his team at Wall Financial Group work exclusively with higher net worth clients to engineer portfolios that minimize risk and maximize potential. For more information, visit leanonthewall.com and see if you qualify for a Living Well Retirement Review. Call toll-free 866-943-2351, 866-943-2351. This is the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. 
Welcome back in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. Again, I'm your host, Michael Wall, and we're joined here today with Dr. Bill Eikhoff, and we're talking about not just a successful smile and having the right smile and how that not only impacts you and your personality and your life in general, how that helps you be more positive and, and, and that sort of thing, but you're also talking about leadership ideas and principles and things that have uh, really stayed the test of time, if you will, and the fact that, you know, I love the quote that says it takes a long time to be an overnight success. Yeah. You know, it really does. And you, obviously, as part of the founding member of the John Maxwell team, Dr. Bill, you have different leadership principles that you've, you know, really applied over the years of your life and seen different things. And also, I think you've used some of these principles as well to really attract the ideal client. So, folks, if you're out there and you're an entrepreneur, you have a business, and you're wildly successful, you know, we had a guest on the other week, which uh, was a, a key member of a high-level company, Kohler, the name, of, name yep. of the company, pretty popular. And he was talking about really connecting and attracting clients. And I know you have implemented a lot of that as far as attracting ideal clients. What have you seen over the years, Dr. Bill, that's kind of caused you to be a little bit of a magnet for the, you know, more affluent, higher impact leadership type person that says, we want you to do our dentistry? Initially, it was just by, you know, intuitive that... Um, I wouldn't ask for referrals, but I'd get referrals. Mm -hmm. But then as my practice grew, um, I decided I want to target the people that came in. We have a nickname from, from our practice. Our favorite patients are Bluebirds of Happiness. Mm. And uh, this is a conversation for another day, but we make a big production out of being a bluebird. And the idea here is that when I first started practicing, I saw anybody and everybody mm -hmm. just to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. After a while, the bills were getting paid, but I'd noticed that I'd have good days and I'd have bad days. And when I'd ever I reflect back on the bad days, there'd always be some people there mm. that were disagreeable and mm -hmm. they were just they were just miserable people. So one day we had uh, five of these people in a row. We called them turkeys. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had to come to Jesus talk with the team at the end of the day. I said, listen, bills are getting paid, but maybe we don't need to see everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the laws that we teach in leadership is, is a law of magnetism. Mm -hmm. Law of magnetism says you attract who you are, not who you want. Mm -hmm. So when a turkey would send in one of their friends, we'd get another turkey. Mm -hmm. Birds of a feather flock together. Mm -hmm. So we had already had uh, nicknames for our, our great patients, and it was just um, these blue birds of happiness. And we felt that if we took care of them, they take care of us with sending us their friends and family. Mm -hmm. So we have a way of acknowledging them. And then in, at the end of the, that acknowledgement with them, we welcome it as a bluebird into our practice. And, and we say, if we can ever take care, help any of your friends and family, we're here for you. Mm -hmm. So the challenge is, is that sometimes we get the perception that we're busy, like we're running behind with a client or they come into the office and um, every chair is taken in the office. Well, what they don't know is somebody came early mm. or somebody came with somebody else and they're just waiting there till their friend or their spouse gets done with work. So the perception is, hey, he's so busy, he doesn't need any help. Mm. So I specifically ask, I acknowledge that. I send out a handwritten note at the end of the month thanking them for sending somebody in that we're going to take good care of them and that we appreciate their trust. So you've really started to become more intentional in the process Absol is what I'm hearing you say. Absolutely. So we acknowledge them as one of our bluebirds. We thank them for sending clients in there. And then uh, we have a rubber stamp that we put on their chart so we know that they are a bluebird because every now and then somebody slips through the cracks. Mm -hmm. And so we make light of that once we find out because we'll say, uh, do you know what a bluebird is here or not? Most, you know, everyone says, oh, yeah, I've got that. We give them a crystal bluebird to okay. acknowledge who they are. Huh. And they say, i got it in a special place in my house, and the sun comes down on it. Or how would you know I collect birds <laughs> and stuff like that? 
So um, every now and then, so a good patient that's been sent in all kinds of bluebirds, they slip through the cracks. Mm. And uh, then now you got to do some leadership. Mm-hmm. And so now you've not only not given them one, a bluebird, but all of their friends have gotten a bluebird. Mm-hmm. Now. Say, wait a minute, where's my bluebird at? Yeah, yeah I went. So I, we become very apologetic, and uh, we we tell them this is an award; it's not a gift. Mm-hmm. That means I can take it away from you. Mm-hmm. But this is took this is award, and uh, you got to open. It comes in a box, and they got to open it up. And I said, here's the deal: you got to open it up because it's part of the ceremony. This mm-hmm. is an award ceremony, and I can't tell them the story that I told. And ninety um, percent of the women are crying by the time I'm, I'm done with it. Hmm. I've had women say, "You don't know how much I needed this today." Hmm. And uh, so, something that just happened. Here's a funny story. I had a I'm talking about employees now. How do you attract them? I had a, a new employee, and uh, I said, uh, "Get me a bluebird." And so it's a, a it's a formal presentation that I do, not just, "Hey, here's your bluebird and go." But she didn't know that, so I and I got busy, and I said, "Where's uh, where's the bluebird?" So I gave it to her. And so I made her go down the hall and get the patient and bring the patient back in again and give the presentation. This isn't just, hey, here's your bluebird, thanks a lot. Mm -hmm. So now what we do is we track them, we acknowledge them, and we remind them because it's a, even though I know they've got the bluebird stamp on there, Mm -hmm. I'll ask them anyways just to reinforce the fact that they are a bluebird. And so we're creating our tribe. Mm -hmm. Now, um, then the internet came along. Mm -hmm. And I was a slow adapter. I didn't I had the website, but I wasn't doing anything with search engine optimization. Mm-hmm. And then I started using search engine optimization so that I was skeptical that people are going to drop a lot of money with me and they don't know who I am. They're just coming in off of the Internet. Mm. Well, I'm, uh, I've embraced search Brace engine Embrace the technology, right? I yeah. mean, you really have to. It's, yeah. I mean, the market's changed a lot today. And so so I, I consistently rank number one if you pull up cosmetic dentist in the, in mm. the northern palm beaches okay and um our attitude is that yeah who's going to come to because t- typically we tell people if you're moving somewhere ask your friends and family yeah uh, who they go to it's a good way to find a dentist in those mm. areas but um what we're seeing now is more and more people move to areas where they don't know anybody and right everybody googles everything yeah so I well that's c- become the new phone book yeah i mean it really has so i come up fast uh i'm number one it's a good website but um from the time they call the office, everybody has to have their A game on. Mm-hmm. Because once we get them in there, we'll blow them away. Mm-hmm. And if we don't blow them away, they're not our clients anyways. Right, right. You want to, you want to, so you're being intentional about finding the right type of clients, and then when you get the right type of clients, really making them feel. And it's really, it's interesting, Dr. Bill. That's a lot of the ways that we do. You know, I just, I just saw a thing actually on the, on the credit card statement for the company, one of our staff at another office just bought a bunch of, uh, you know, gift baskets type yeah. things that we sent out. You know, we send different things out throughout the year and just, mm-hmm. you know, special type of events specifically for those folks that we work with as we, mm-hmm. you know, hire network type clientele. Now let's, let's talk about this real quick, just moving into the idea of leadership principles. Um, I just kind of want to finish this segment on this. What does it look like for you? You know, when you're doing uh, the, the coaching and stuff with John Maxwell, I know you're involved in some other leadership groups and that sort mm-hmm. of thing as well. Yeah. What, what for you causes you to say, you know, this is really something that I love, I enjoy? What kind of rings your bell for, for you there in the leadership side of life? Well, you know, the axiom from the John Maxwell team is everything rises and falls on leadership. Mm-hmm. And people say, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then you ask them to define leadership and they have trouble defining it. Mm-hmm. Well, John is brilliant for being simple. He mm-hmm. says, 
Leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Mm -hmm. So now the definition of leadership applies to a single mom trying to raise her family. Mm -hmm. It applies to somebody leading a Cub Scout pack. It leads to, it, it, it involves somebody that's in the middle of a pack in a corporation or something. That um, they are, if you can influence somebody or an outcome, you're a leader. So then I see how you can leverage your business with leadership. And too often people try to manage people. Mm -hmm. See, man managers assume that everything's going to stay the same. Mm -hmm. Leaders know that nothing's going to stay the same. Right. <laughs> and you have to be ahead of the pack. Right. And the tendency is we tend to uh, confuse managing with leading, and mm -hmm. they're two different animals. In fact, if you look at the trajectory of leadership in the 70s, it was all about management, all the books out there, mm -hmm. all the discussions. Then it morphed into leadership and now it's involved into team leadership mm -hmm. because there's 21 laws of leadership. Hmm. You're not going to be good at every one. Right. And so if you gravitate towards the one you're, ones you're good at, which is the law of magnetism, then you're going to have some blind spots in your leadership. Mm -hmm. And that's where you have to put together a team. You need to know their strengths. You need to know their style of leading also because there's four domains of leadership. There's relationship building, there's influence, there's execution, and strategic thinking. Mm. And if you're not careful, you're going to put together a team of people on your leadership team that are just like you. Mm -hmm. You're having a great time, <laughs> laugh at the same jokes, everybody's yep. doing high fives and everything. But now you may be geared more towards influence and strategic thinking mm -hmm. and no relationship building on your team. Yeah. So it's got to be it's got to be well-rounded. And exactly. by the way, folks, if you're out there and you're listening to this, regardless of the size of business that you own, or even if you're just, you know, retired and trying to influence and, and encourage your family, uh, or, you know, as you mentioned, a younger, younger family with kids, you know, whatever it may be, whatever your story is out there as you're listening to this show, you know, the goal really of sharing these thoughts is to help people be in a situation where they can influence better, lead well, and just really live a better life. Because at the end of the day, folks, if you're out there and you're living life, you know, hopefully you're in a, of the mindset that you want to improve what you're doing. And if you're not, you want to put yourself in a situation where you're around. You know, I was listening to some information uh, and some really motivational stuff earlier today, Dr. Bill, and it was talking about the idea of almost defriending, you know, putting yourself in a situation where you're evaluating those that you allow to speak into your life and kind of getting rid of some of the people that don't speak well. So if you have questions about Dr. Bill or coaching and all these other things, feel free to visit drbilldentistry.com. He can kind of guide you through not just from the mouth side of life, but also the leadership and encouragement side of life. Again, that's drbilldentistry, drbilldentistry.com. Uh, if you missed the first couple of segments of this show, feel free to visit leanonthewall.com. Again, that's leanonthewall.com. You can listen to the first couple of segments of the show. Or if you have questions about me and what we're all about, what we do, I have uh, three different financial companies and really help oversee the financial affairs of higher net worth clientele in a variety of different capacities. You can see and learn more there at that website as well. Again, that's leanonthewall.com. But as we kind of get close to this end of this segment, I know, Dr. Bill, you got to get run into another client, another one of those bluebirds. Make sure you can take care of them and, and service them well. What would you say if you had to leave our listeners with? I know we've talked about just your energy levels gone up over the years, the different things you're passionate about. We talked about that the other day having breakfast. What would you say would be some health changes that you've taken, some steps you've taken over the years that has caused you to say, you know what, man, I'm really more passionate and energetic now than I ever was. Anything in particular that you could leave to our listeners just in life in general or health-wise? Well, uh, you need to be intentional about this. You need to be disciplined. This mm -hmm. stuff isn't easy. Uh, I'm 67. Uh, I am more energized than I've ever been. But if I'm going to leave you with a, with a thought here, it's this idea of wealth and health. Mm -hmm. 
what good does it do you to chase that dollar and, and you've sacrificed your health? Mm. So it's, it's a combination of prevention and intentionality. Mm. Prevention, avoiding bad habits, mm-hmm. smoking, gaining weight, drinking to an excess, and then uh, being intentional on exercise. Here, here's what I've seen in my practice. All along coming through school and my education, it was beat into us that you're gonna, if you go into your um, 50s, 60s, and 70s with your teeth, you're going to be in better shape with somebody that doesn't have it. Hmm. So I'm just doing the party line until I have enough experience under my belt to see these people hmm. that I've taken care of. And uh, are their smiles the greatest? No, but they got all their teeth. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to put an emphasis on one thing, I'm going to put emphasis on healthy teeth as opposed to good-looking teeth, but they're not healthy. Yeah. But I see the quality of life that you end up with, that if you have been the same thing with wealth, mm-hmm. you're going to have to be intentional about this stuff. And you're going to have to be disciplined and preventive in certain areas. But what I found is that when these people get into their 50s and 60s, they don't go into a restaurant wondering, what can I pick off the menu that's not going to embarrass me, that I'm going to have to excuse myself from the table because I'm choking on something. Yeah. And the ability to not only um, look good, but to masticate your food and chew your food to get your maximum nutrition. So that's the last thing I leave you with. Yeah, well, I think those are great thoughts. And folks, by the way, you know, again, the idea here, I think one of the things that he covered uh, throughout the show, which was so necessary, whether it be from coaching to dental practice, all these other things, it's just being intentional in life. We're going to talk a little bit more next segment. He's not going to join us, but I'm going to share some thoughts about being intentional and why that matters in your life. So don't miss it. Hang around and we'll be right back just right after this. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. With the volatility in the markets, it can be scary to know the right solutions for managing and protecting your family's wealth. That's why Michael and his team at Wall Financial Group work exclusively with higher net worth clients to engineer portfolios that minimize risk and maximize potential. For more information, visit leanonthewall.com. And to see if you qualify for a Living Well Retirement Review, call toll-free 866-943-2351. That's 866-943-2351. This is the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome back in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. Again, I'm your host, Michael Wall. And uh, we were just joined in the last couple segments by Dr. Bill. He uh, is uh, basically a general dentist with uh, special interest in cosmetic dentistry. He's also a uh, founding member of the John Maxwell team. He had to head out and, and visit a guest, or actually one of his clients, which is fine. But we're joined here, actually, I want to uh, round up, if you will, Danny Lasseter. She's one of the partners here at Wall Lasseter and Company, advanced tax planning firm. And, and obviously, uh, we're talking about the idea. We wanted to continue to follow up, talk about the idea of being intentional with your life. And I know that sometimes, Danny, a lot of people are in a situation where they, I love the idea and the quote from Zig, we've talked about it before, is a wandering generality, you know, where they're just kind of walking through life and they really don't have any clear direction as far as where they're going. And and I know that you've seen in your life uh, some benefits and advantages to being intentional. I know one of the things we kind of joked about before, you know, when Dr. Bill left, he mentioned about the idea of being intentional with health and just in everything that you do. And I've joked with you before about the Zumba and all these different things. But you know, what have you seen as far as intentionality that way, as far as maybe on the health side, that's really promoted you know, the ability to be able to do some of the things you want to do on the wealth side, job, business creation, you know, that type of thing? Well, Mike, I, you know, that's a great, uh, great point and great question. 
it's very, very important to be intentional. And, uh, you know, you do joke with me about my Zumba, but, <laughs> you know, in order to be, you know, all around, you know, the health and the wealth, I mean, you have to have a little bit of everything in your life, you know, the family, you know, you be very intentional. And, you know, you've told me this before is you put everything in the calendar. So I always make sure, you know, what am I going to do this week? I have, you know, in the morning, I'm doing my research and, you know, between, you know, 10 and two, I'm meeting with clients at that time, then I'm, you know, four o'clock is Zumba. You know, it's, you know, I always have exactly planned out my entire week, you know, and then to, you know, even us meeting and having strategy meetings or what are we going to do this week? What are we going to accomplish? It's so important because otherwise things just don't get done. Yeah. You know, folks, I'll tell you, we're really in a situation if you're, you know, looking at what we do, obviously three different companies, Wall Financial Group, Retire Well, and Wall Aster and Company. And really all of those companies are designed to oversee the financial affairs of higher net worth clients. So, you know, being intentional matters for us and be a little self-serving here for a minute. But, you know, when a client comes in that we've worked with that is uh, a quality client, we've been able to help them kind of protect and grow their wealth in any economy over the years, whether they've been with clients with us for a long time or whether they're newer or somebody just coming in for a second opinion on what they're currently doing. It's very important that we're intentional with them because as we're intentional in that process, again, I'm speaking to what I've had experience with over the years, over the last 14, 15 years, you know, as we're intentional in that process with them, we're helping them kind of say, okay, listen, I know you're currently where you're at financially and I know you're where you are in life right now. But if there was the opportunity for you to improve your situation, not only financially, not only saving money in taxes, not only preparing your estate, creating the legacy that matters, you know, putting monies and dollars into places that are really important to you. But if there's ways you could do that, is there any reason you want to do that? And, you know, obviously the answer to that easy answer is, yeah, why would I not want to improve my financial situation, protect myself and all that more? Uh, and we've seen that, you know, over the years, we've seen great results from what we've been able to do in helping clients with managing their wealth. But what's interesting, folks, is there's people out there, and you might even be listening to this now, where you're in a situation where you're saying, you know, I'm not totally happy with my financial situation, but you're not intentional about actually setting a time, making an effort to find out the necessary things to improve your situation. So by not being intentional, let's just say on the financial side, obviously speaking to what I know, now you're in a situation where you're choosing to not improve that financial situation. And that could overflow into anything in life. You know, Dr. Bill, we talked about the idea of finding the right leadership, finding the right, when I say leadership, I mean team that you're working with, you know, as far as staff, et cetera. You gotta be intentional about that. We need to be intentional about health. You know, putting in the, it's something folks I struggle with, you know, being consistent with health. I have four little kids, you know, the <laughs> seven-year-old, I have a five-year-old and twins that are four. And I got to be honest with you, sometimes it's challenging to be intentional about actually saying, you know what, we're going to go ahead and get up every morning, early in the morning, every day to go work out at the gym. Now, sometimes we do that, but, you know, sometimes we have to get back in the, on the train, so to speak, and say, okay, let's get back and do that in general. And I know we've talked about that in the past, <laughs> right, Danny? Yeah. And Mike, you might not even need to go to the gym chasing four kids around. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. So folks, if you're having problems staying healthy, what you need to do is go ahead and either have or adopt. Four little children. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That, will help you, uh, that will help you get there. Of course, you have a little one I know as well. So um, She just turned two today. Wow. That's yeah, exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. So it's, it's fun times. But, you know, folks, that's definitely something we want to be looking at is intentionality in life. Another thing you want to look at as we're looking at life is what are you passionate about? You know, what really flips your switches on, so to speak? Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we talked before in a previous show about beginning with the end in mind. 
And at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you are living life in such a way that you're passionate about what you do. You know, unfortunately, too many folks go through life and sometimes even go through seasons where, you know, you're not sure exactly what you're passionate about. And I think that's one of the things that I look at, Danny, as we work together through Wall Aster and Company. We help folks save, you know, significant dollars, thousands of dollars every year in taxes for those that come in for a, you know, really in-depth analysis. Or even folks that are coming in that are saying, you know, Mike, I'm scared of the markets right now. They've been volatile, Danny, you know, as we, as we air this now, I mean, they've been volatile since, you know, November of last year, kind of up, down, up, down, up, down. And, you know, we've had a strong market since the beginning of uh, basically 2009. So there's a lot of concern about what do we do? Well, the good news is, is we've been able to wrap, you know, structures around portfolios as we engineer these portfolios. So that way clients can be protected in any economy. And what makes me passionate really about helping clients with their finances, helping them restructure, uh, reposition, and put themselves in a place where they can, you know, really live well in any economy is now they are freed up to go and do in life what they really want to do. They don't have to worry about what's happening with their financial situation. And I know you've seen that some as well. I mean, you worked for Gunster Law for, for a little while, a while back, and, and you decided to leave there. Then obviously we connected as things have grown that way. And a lot of that is because of what you're passionate about, right? Absolutely. And, you know, Gunster is a wonderful place. And, uh, you know, they've got some wonderful people that work there. But it really is about where your heart is, too. I still get to do some legal research. And I'm still, you know, using IRS code. And, you know, so I'm, I'm still doing that legal aspect somewhat. But uh, that just wasn't my passion. And now I'm able to pursue it and to help people each day save money. Uh, and that's, you know, really where I found that my passion lies. So it's really about, yeah, you definitely have to be passionate about it. And, you know, the, the intentionality part that you've talked about as well. And, you know, what's so cool and what I've seen from you and some of the presentations that you've done and when you've been on the news and everything else is, you know, you're really showing people exactly what they're doing. You're laying it out for them and saying, look, here, here is, you know, how much risk do you want to have? How much do you want to put on the line? And you're really making a plan for them. And that's really what's so cool about you and, and, you know, what makes you and sets you apart from others out there. Well, I appreciate that. And, and, you know, it does come from passion, obviously, to help people. And we realize we're not right for everyone and not everybody's right for us. As Dr. Bill mentioned in the previous segments, the idea that, you know, hey, maybe some of the folks coming in here to looking to get their teeth worked on, you know, may not be the ideal fit for our practice. But, you know, there are those out there that are perfect. And if you have the right mindset, and, you know, he talked about the idea of law of uh, magnetism, the idea of you're going to attract the type of people that you want to attract just because of who you are to some degree. And it, I think that's valid and it's very important. Folks, at any point in time, if you missed the first couple segments of the show, you know, or you want to visit any other shows, feel free to visit leanonthewall.com. Again, that's leanonthewall.com. And there's a link, so I speak, I should say, <laughs> to the Wealth and Health Show. Uh, click on that link and you'll be able to go ahead and listen to some of the previous segments, as well as there's a place there on the site as you go to Lean on the Wall where you can learn a little bit more about us, who we are, a little bit of the story. There's a video there of some of our history, et cetera. And at any point in time, if you're listening to this and you say, you know, I really appreciate some of the information that's been shared. I know I'm in a situation financially where, you know, we want to kind of get a second opinion on what we're doing. Uh, go ahead and contact us through that site. And we'll basically you know, have the opportunity to talk with some staff to see if you really qualify for a living well retirement review. And I know that, Danny, as we kind of wrap this show up today, I wanted to talk also about the idea of why it's important to have a positive attitude in life. I know we discussed that a little bit earlier at the office, the, the idea of, you know, defriending a little bit, having a positive attitude. 
But folks, if you're out there, if you're a business owner or you're just uh, an entrepreneur, you're a master of your craft, whatever you do, you know, home leader, you know, that means even something something as simple as raising children and kind of being intentional there. Did I mean, you say simple? Yeah, it's not simple. You're, you're absolutely, it's definitely not simple. But having a positive attitude can make all the difference in the world, can it, Danny? I mean, if you've noticed that. Absolutely. A uh, positive attitude. I mean, that's what gets you up in the morning. You know, you're not going to get stuff done unless you have that positive attitude. And sometimes it is you know, it's the people around us that influence us and that, you know, really either, you know, push us up and push, propel us forward or really bring us down. So, uh, it, yeah, it's very important. We talked about that some this morning. It's important that those people around you are really encouraging you. Now, as far as steps, because, you know, we, we hear about the idea of having a positive attitude. I know folks in my life, there's some steps that I've taken to ensure that there's a routine. You know, we call it Automobile University. I know Zig Ziglar talked a lot about that. And, you know, because a lot of times your, your life is busy. Uh, days are busy. You're doing things. You know, you got a lot of stuff on your plate. And you say, okay, where do I have time to fit in that time? And, and what's really important is to make sure that you do fit it in because you need to do it. Automobile University is really the idea, the fact that you're going to be driving in your car from time to time anyways. You know, whether you drive your own car or whether someone drives you, the point is you're in your car and now you're in a situation where, you know, if you're driving or in the car, you know, 20 to 25 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day, you know, 10 minutes here going to the mall or five minutes going here, whatever it may be, you're in a situation where you could be adding an additional 20 to 30 minutes of positive information into your mind each and every day. And that's important. In fact, one of the things you'll notice if you do decide to go ahead and check us out a little bit more and visit our site, again, that's leanonthewall.com, you'll notice that a lot of the information there, the video and some of the other things we've done is all from a positive perspective and a positive nature. And the reason is, is because we want to attract the type of clientele that listen are saying, hey, we want a second opinion with what we're doing, but we're also excited about what the future holds. And I think sometimes when you stay positive, you have the ability to see opportunity that maybe some folks who are looking at things negatively can't see. How would you speak to that, Danny? You know, I agree with that, Mike. And what you just said about our clients and, get, you know, getting on board and making sure that they're the right, you know, the right fit is really how I see it is you're not pushing the plow for them. Mm. All right. Your hands are on the plow with them. And that's really, you know, you really need to be a team. And these, you know, so the people that have come into, you know, Wall Laster and company, we're very, you know, it's a very unique and exclusive type firm. We don't bring in every, you know, every individual that wants to be in it. We don't bring them in and there has to be the right fit uh, and it has to be the right situation. And a lot of that too is about, you know, the intentionality. It's about where their passions lie and it's about whether or not we connect and have the same goals. Yeah. You know, having the same goals matters and, and being intentional matters. Obviously, having a positive attitude matters. Folks, I hope you enjoyed the show today, though. We, we had on, he had, to, he had a jet out there, but Dr. Bill Eikoff, a general dentist with a specialty interest in cosmetic dentistry, obviously a founding member of the John Maxwell team, and really just an overall neat guy. So we, we're happy to have him on. Danny, I appreciate you kind of being able to you know, round you up, so to speak, and join us for the last <laughs> segment. Obviously, Danny, Danny Lasseter, my partner in Wall Lasseter and Company, as we kind of help oversee financial affairs for clients. But folks, next time, next week, I guess I should say, we're going to have a guest on you're not going to want to miss. We're going to be talking about some things that are going to apply specifically to your life of how you can improve what you're doing. And uh, we have another, a couple of doctors coming in as well, discussing how to stay healthy, you know, and, and how to really live better in, in any economy and in, in any phase of life is really, really important. So that's our passion really is to share thoughts with you to help you live better and live well in any economy. So until next week, here's to living well. We'll talk with you soon.
You've been listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Information provided during the Wealth and Health Show is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. With the volatility in the markets, it can be scary to know the right solutions for managing and protecting your family's wealth. That's why Michael and his team at Wall Financial Group work exclusively with higher net worth clients to engineer portfolios that minimize risk and maximize potential. For more information, visit leanonthewall.com and see if you qualify for a Living Well Retirement Review. Call toll-free 866-943-2351, 866-943-2351.